Behind those weathered doors and creaking floorboards lie secrets that have lingered for centuries. These houses stand as silent witnesses to the unexplained, beckoning us to explore the uncharted territories of the paranormal. Welcome to the Phantom Files. I'm your host, Frost, and today we embark on this spine-tingling odyssey where the veil between our world and the realm of the supernatural grows thin. We're exploring the tale of haunted houses, where the echoes of the past reverberate through time, and the spirits of the departed make their presence known. Haunted houses have been a source of fascination and fear for centuries. They are a stable of horror movies, campfire stories, and Halloween decorations. But for some, they represent much more than just a spooky tale. Today, we'll explore the history of haunted houses, discuss some famous examples, and delve into both the scientific and supernatural theories that try to explain these eerie phenomena. The concept of a haunted house is as old as human civilization itself. Ancient cultures, from the Romans to the Chinese, have stories of homes or buildings inhabited by the spirits. The Romans believed in the Lemures, restless spirits of the dead who could harm the living. They performed rituals to pacify these spirits. Fast forward to the Middle Ages in Europe, Tales of ghostly apparitions and haunted locales were often tied to religious beliefs and superstitions. It was believed that spirits could linger on earth or as a divine punishment. However, the haunted house narrative as we know it today began to take shape during the Victorian era, especially in the literature of the time. Authors like Charles Dickens, Edgar Allan Poe, and Henry James used the concept of haunted houses to build suspense and comment on social issues. Arguably one of the most well-known haunted houses in recent history is the Amityville House. In the small town of Amityville, a house stood with a dark and chilling history it stood ominously at 112 Ocean Avenue, a place that had once been the site of a gruesome crime. The echoes of the past lingered within its walls, waiting to unleash a malevolent force upon any who dared to enter. The house was first built in 1927, and it was an ordinary home until November 13, 1974, when Ronald Feo Jr murdered six members of his family there. He shot his parents and four siblings while they slept. DeFeo later claimed that voices in the house compelled him to commit the killings, but he was found guilty of second-degree murder in November 1975. In December 1975, about a year after the murders, the Lutz family moved into the infamous house unaware of the horrors that awaited them. 
George and Kathy Lutz, along with their three children, believed they could create a new home within its sinister confines. But little did they know that evil has made its home there long before their arrival. Almost immediately, the atmosphere shifted. The air grew heavy with an unexplainable dread. The walls seemed to whisper secrets of unspeakable acts. Doors slammed shut with a deafening force, shaking the very foundation of the house. Mysterious voices echoed through the halls, filling the family's hearts with terror. As the days turned into nights, the hunting escalated. The family awoke to the stench of rotting flesh. Swarms of flies materialized out of thin air, descending upon them like a plague of darkness. Shadows danced in corners, twisting and contorting into grotesque shapes. But the true horror came at 3.15 a.m., around the time that the Feo murders were believed to have taken place, a time forever marked into their nightmares. George Lutz awoke each night, his body paralyzed with fear, as if an unseen force held him captive. He could almost feel the icy breath of an entity lurking just beyond his sight. The very essence of evil seemed to pulsate through the house at this unholy hour. Terrified, the Lutz family sought help. Paranormal investigators, including the renowned Ed and Lorraine Warren, delved into the darkness that consumed the house. The Warrens, along with a crew from a local TV station, conducted a seance and claimed to have made contact with the spirits in the house. Through their investigations, they uncovered a malevolent presence, an ancient evil that had claimed the house as its own. The Warrens' findings left no doubt. The Amityville house was infested with supernatural forces. It was a battleground of good and evil, where the Lutz family stood as helpless pawns. Demonic entities clawed at their sanity, tormenting them with visions of untold horror. Yet amidst the chaos, the family fought to reclaim their lives. Their love and strength tested to the limits. But the question remained, could they ever truly escape the clutches of the Amityville house. The story of the Amityville house is one of darkness, fear, and the powerful grip of an ancient evil. It has left a mark on the annals of the supernatural, a chilling tale that continues to haunt the imaginations of those brave enough to delve into its terrifying depths. The authenticity of the Amityville hauntings has been widely disputed. Skeptics, including some investigators and experts in the field, have pointed out to inconsistencies and impossibilities in the Lutz family's account. Furthermore, William Weber, the lawyer of Ronald DeFeo Jr., claimed that he, along with the Lutzes, created the horror story over many bottles of wine. In recent years, subsequent owners of the house have reported no supernatural activity, and it has been renovated and resold several times. 
despite the controversy and skepticism surrounding the Amityville Horror House, it remains a popular subject of paranormal interest and a stable of horror pop culture. Across the pond in England, we have the Borley Rectory, regarded as one of the most famous haunted houses in England. Located in the village of Borley in Essex, it gained notoriety in the early 20th century due to a series of reported paranormal activities and ghostly sightings. The story of Borley Rectory began when Reverend Henry Dawson Ball inherited the house in 1863, and soon after, strange occurrences and unexplained phenomena began to take place. The first reported incidents involved the sighting of a ghostly nun, which became the most famous apparition associated with Borley Rectory. It was believed to be the spirit of a nun from the nearby monastery who had fallen in love with a monk and was subsequently bricked up alive as punishment for breaking her vows. Witnesses claimed to see her ghost wandering through the grounds of the rectory and even inside the building itself. Over the years, the haunting escalated with additional accounts of ghostly activity, disembodied voices, mysterious footsteps, and objects being moved or thrown by unseen forces. The Bull family and subsequent occupants of the rectory reported these eerie phenomena, leading to an increased public interest and media attention. The paranormal activity attracted renowned investigators, including Harry Price, a famous psychical researcher of the time. In 1929, Harry Price conducted an intensive investigation at Borley Rectory, bringing with him a team of researchers and scientific equipment. During his stay, Price claimed to have captured photographic evidence of paranormal manifestations and recorded various unexplained phenomena. His investigation and subsequent book, The Most Haunted House in England, further fueled the legend of Burley Rectory. The hauntings continued until the rectory's tragic demise in 1939. The building was caught by a fire of unknown origin, leaving only ruins behind. The fire was deemed suspicious, and some speculated that supernatural forces were responsible. However, others believed it to be an act of arson or an accident. Regardless of the cause, the fire marked the end of an era for Borley Rectory. Since the demolition of the ruins in 1944, the Borley Rectory site has remained a place of intrigue for paranormal enthusiasts and ghost hunters. The legend of the haunted rectory has inspired numerous documentaries and even a few fictional adaptations. However, skepticism and debate surround the authenticity of the reported hauntings, with some attributing the phenomena 
to hoaxes or misinterpretations. Despite the controversies, the story of Borley Rectory continues to captivate people's imaginations and remains an integral part of ghost lore in England. Looking at the science of haunted houses, skeptics and scientists often point to several psychological and physical explanations for what people perceive as hauntings. One theory suggests is infrasound, sounds with frequencies below the range of human hearing. Certain frequencies of infrasound can cause feelings of uneasiness and even hallucinations, which can be mistaken for paranormal activity. Another scientific explanation involves the power of suggestion. If you are told the place is haunted, your brain might create a haunting experience, a phenomenon known as expectancy bias. This is why stories and myths about a location can profoundly influence people's perceptions of it. Environmental factors can also contribute to eerie feelings. Dark or old houses might feel haunted simply because they stimulate our primal fears. Houses with tragic events or violent history can elicit feelings of dread and unease because we associate the location with past horrors. Carbon monoxide poisoning is another possible explanation. Symptoms of low-level carbon monoxide exposure can include dizziness, hallucinations, and feelings of dread. There have been cases where supposed hauntings have been traced back to a faulty furnace or a gas leak. But what about the supernatural theories? Many who believe in hauntings subscribe to the theory of residual hauntings, also known as psychic imprints. This theory suggests that intense emotions or traumatic events can leave an imprint on the environment that replays itself, hence the hauntings isn't an intelligent entity, but rather a replay of past events. Then there is the intelligent haunting theory that posits spirits or entities can interact with the living, often trying to communicate or convey a message. This theory is often used to explain experiences where the entity responds to the people in the house or reacts to their actions. Poltergeist activity is another type of haunting that involves physical disturbances, objects moving or noises being made with no visible source. Some paranormal researchers suggest that poltergeists aren't spirits at all, but rather unconscious psychedelic activity caused by a living person. Whether you believe in the scientific explanations or the supernatural theories, or perhaps a bit of both, there is no denying that haunted houses have a powerful hold on our collective consciousness. They represent our fascination with the afterlife, our fears of the unknown, and our innate curiosity 
about what lies beyond the veil. While our fascination with haunted houses can be thrilling, it's crucial to approach any potential haunted location with respect. These houses, whether truly haunted or not, are often tied to tragic events and real people's lives. They're not just spooky tales, but pieces of history that deserves our respect. And that's it for today's episode on Haunted Houses. I hope you enjoyed the journey into the world of haunted houses. Remember, the world is full of secrets waiting to be discovered. And sometimes, the most intriguing mysteries are right in our own backyard. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. That will help immensely and will encourage like-minded audience to find the show. Until next time, keep questioning, keep exploring, and always shine a light on the darkest places. I'm your host, Frost, signing off.